With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching... FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live from the Geico Studios, where we, I, I can't say it was a great game. 
I yes, it was. I can't, well, hang on, hang on. When I say a great game, that means it was so well played. It was awesome. It was both teams <laughs> doing their best. There, there's a difference between a great game and a game that was entertaining. That, that had a lot of flaws to it and some things you make you scratch your head, but it was still kind of fun. You know, it's like, you know, there's books I read because I read all the time. And there's books I read and I go, oh, my goodness, that's one of the best books I've ever read. And then there's a like some great trashy, pulpy thriller that I like. And I go, oh, man, was that thriller. That book was fun. That's kind of what Chargers Raiders was. It, it, this wasn't like I'm reading All the Light I Cannot See or The Road. You know, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, this game wasn't one of those. This is more like, hey, this is a pretty good Stephen King thriller. This is pretty good. That's kind of what that's kind of what this game was. Chargers beating the Raiders 30 to 27. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to Justin Herbert. We'll get to Marcus Mariota. But clearly, uh, the biggest thing and result from this game, number one, is the playoff picture in the AFC just got a heck of a lot clearer. All right. The, with the added wild card this year, you have three teams that are fighting for those wild card spots. You have the Cleveland Browns, who are at nine and four. You have the Titans and the Colts at 9-4. and four. One of them is winning the AFC South. The other one will be a wild card. Then, after those teams, you have the Dolphins at 8-5 and five and the Ravens at 8-5. and five. So you have Colts. Let's say, let's say the Titans win the division, just for argument's sake. We'll put the Colts as a, as a wild card, even though I picked the Colts to win the AFC South beginning of the year. Uh, so say Colts are in a wild card, Browns in a wild card. They're in a great spot at 9-4 and four, uh, with three games left for them. Then you have the Dolphins at 8-5 and five and the Ravens at 8-5. and five. The Raiders, had they won this game, they're sitting at 8-6 and six, and they're still right there because you need to be within striking distance of the Ravens. The Dolphins schedule down the stretch ain't that great. They have the Patriots this week, which could be an easy loss because you know what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. Then they actually play at the Raiders and then they finish at the Buffalo Bills who are proving to be one of the top three or four teams in the NFL. So the road to the playoffs for the Dolphins is, is, is pretty tough and you'd have the, they would be playing a game against the Raiders in a week where hey, the Raiders can make hay. But now losing to go to 7-7, seven and seven, you're a game and a half behind the Dolphins and now you're also a game and a half behind the Ravens and this is the big thing because the Ravens finish with the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, those should be three wins for the, even though they're going through COVID issues right now and, and you have a couple of wide receivers, Hollywood Browns on the COVID list, but it's still early enough in the week that uh, potentially they could play uh, being isolated and, and all the protocols you have to go through. But this is an end of the season for the Ravens where this should be 3-0 and and it's not even difficult. And when you talk about two teams at 9-4, and four, and then one more team that looks like they may not lose again, uh, that's pretty much going to be it for the Raiders uh, falling to 7-7. Seven and seven. Once again, the Raiders showing they are the best pretender contender in the National Football League. There is no team, Mike Harmon, there is no team who is better at teasing you by saying, oh, they might be good. Look at this. They beat the Chiefs. Oh, the Raiders could be good. Then they'll lose two games and you go, okay, the Raiders. Are. Then they'll win three games around. You go, oh, the Raiders. They might. Then they'll lose a game and you go, why did they lose this game? The Raiders are the best pretender contender in the NFL. Well, it's funny because we, we've been talking a, a, a lot about the Rams, right, and what they are. And it's like, oh, as long as they don't play the 49ers, dot, dot, dot. It's the same, same thing here. The Chiefs obviously had issues with the Raiders, but outside of that, well, you know, the, the Raiders are an incomplete football team. That's all it comes down to. You got two-thirds uh, of a squad, and you got a defense that, and obviously they're shorthanded tonight, but even on their best night, they're not a good defensive unit. 
Otherwise, you wouldn't have fired the head, uh, the coordinator last week either <laughs> and elevated Rod Marinelli. But it took you 14, uh, 14 weeks to figure that out, uh, that you weren't getting the results you needed from your defense. That's kind of... Uh, Kind of funny, uh, just in terms of an ebb and flow of a season, but that's fine. But we we look at the final stretch run, right? Because you look at the Browns, you're not catching them. They got the Giants, the Jets, and then they have a Week 17 battle against the Steelers. So they're probably going two and one, or maybe three and zero. Oh. So you're you're not catching them, and all of these games that were potential victories you know when you dropped off and had a little bit of a technical uh delay we we tapped you on the arm like i was a, a manager of a major league baseball team and gascon and i were chopping it up uh and he he just yelled atlanta and that's the game that circled <laughs> now I, I had picked atlanta to win that day because i don't believe in the raiders defense and thought they'd have enough uh did you see a 43 six shellacking coming up no no, you did not. So um, there, there have been other times that they've just absolutely laid down uh, with good, uh, good matchups on the board, right? Winnable games. What do you always say? You take care, like with your uh, Knicks monologue yesterday that had my ears bleeding by the end of it. But you know what? Sell, <laughs> sell, sell. You got to beat who you can on the, the teams you're supposed to beat. Right. Take care of those. You've, then you've got your 50-50 games, and then you've got that certain portion of the schedule just saying everything's got to break right for us. And where they've failed and stubbed their toe time and time again, John Gruden's got to look in the mirror and just say, we weren't ready to play in these three or four games that should have been winnable based on the talent that we have. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. This is why I call the Raider pretender contenders, right? This is the perfect way there because every year like they look like they're going to be good, but you know what happens? There's certain teams that just can't handle success, right? I, I usually say that about the Jets, but boy, there's been no success for like a there decade. hasn't been that in a while, buddy. But, but this is what it's been for the Raiders, whether it's John Gruden or before, they can't handle success look at this season right and this is what i mean by it they start out 2-0 right they beat the saints and you think boy hey vegas is going to be good then what happens they go and get smoked by the patriots right bill belichick says hey i know what to do stop Derek carr from throwing the football uh five yards away from the line of scrimmage i'm gonna not put any defensive backs deep because he doesn't throw it deep and they get embarrassed and they lose to the bills so okay but then they beat the chiefs hey look at this they beat the chiefs chiefs are the best team in the nfl how do they follow that up they go and get smacked by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, so now here they are, and they're kind of meandering. But they beat the Browns. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Broncos. All right, hey, suddenly now the Raiders are back. We're feeling pretty good. Can't handle success. They go and they lose to the Chiefs. So much so, they go and get smacked by the Falcons, as you said, 43-6. to The Jets give them the game. They try to give them the game the entire game. The Raiders say, no, 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 finally. All right, fine, we'll take it. And they win that game. Then they go get smacked by the Colts in a must-win game, and they lose to the Chargers here in a game that they needed to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. They just can't handle success. Every time it starts looking good, they can't figure it out. And this was a night where 
where you had Marcus Mariota show up and he comes in and it looks like he had been practicing and he was the starting quarterback all season long. The Raiders showed nothing. They missed nothing on offense when Derek Carr went out. And despite the fact the Chargers tried to give them the game with multiple missed field goals in the final two minutes, Herbert fumbling into the end zone in overtime. No, 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 no. We don't want this. We're going to lose. Raiders, no matter whether they're wearing John Gruden's Oakland hat or not, pretender contenders, they cannot handle success. And that's a really big thing for a lot of teams. You know, if you can't do that, you're never going to win in the National Football League. You're going to be condemned to being a 500-ish team forever. Because when things go well, you can't understand about, all right, I, 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 can't, I can't back off this and, and get the guys to say, hey, put your heads down. It's another big week this week. No, every time they kind of peek their head up, they get knocked down again. See, you're going to start singing Chumbawamba while you're at it. Uh, Mariota, nine carries, 88 yards to go along with his 17 for 28, 226, one and one. Got away with the second one, but all quarterbacks have those ones. Hey, he'd like to have that one back, Jason. Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh, sure. But only one sack in the game for for the Chargers. Uh, Mariota did what he wanted to, so impressive effort here but one that they they just couldn't finish off. I mean, the, as you mentioned, the Chargers gave them multiple opportunities to just, here, take the game and put yourself in contention. And that's one of those things. I'd love a, to be a fly on the wall with John Gruden right now. You know, we've seen it over the course of the year a number of times where near uh, explosions, uh, but with the mask on, I, I don't know what he's saying. I want to be able to read John Gruden's lips again when things are going awry in a game. So I feel I've been cheated out of that. You know, on the list of all the things, because people have their grievances against the year 2020, coaches cursing obvious down distance and execution mistakes on the sideline when we get that quick reaction shot is one of the things I miss most because oh. there's no lip reading. There's no bad lip reading to be able no, to No, you can't here. do it. It's going to be hard for them to put together that bad lip reading after the NFL season. Yeah, they've really taken – I mean, it's going to be pregame warm-ups when they're stretching, like in nine feet apart. But even then, yeah. most of them are wearing masks, so we're not going to be able to see any of it. It's terrible. Mm. Uh, so that's, that's a big loss uh, on the list. So I'll light a candle uh, for that one. But just overall, it, it's one of those games, the, the Chargers now at 5-9, and because we're talking about the Vegas side of it. The Chargers side is that much more depressing because as we were talking with Jay Glazer a little bit earlier, you talk about what uh, Tom Telesco and the team have done in terms of putting talent together, and they've done a fantastic job, yet be the series of management and game management errors and the special team's absolute disasters uh, time and time again. Your four games under 500. The happy circumstance of finding Justin Herbert because of the injury mm-hmm. to Terod Taylor, but you're you're looking at it going really, really. If we could just have eight minutes of that, it's it's the opposite of USC, right? <laughs> USC has played about eight minutes of good football and they're undefeated. The Chargers have played some pretty bad stretches, but overall, if you you could probably condense it to about eight minutes of game time where they've really been out of sorts and terrible. And, and this is what you get. Twitter at how about a fresca might get swollen dome. The Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios. Uh, it can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many time to go. And you think of calling for a ride home. Now nah, what's the worst can happen. You get pulled over. You lose your license. You total your car. 
You kill someone, drive sober, or get pulled over. Now, you bring up the Anthony Lynn part of this. And, and, and coming up, we're going to Anthony Lynn. And really, uh, we can dissect this season, this special season that Justin Herbert is having because he is about to blow away the record for touchdown passes by a rookie quarterback in the NFL. But here's the thing for Anthony Lynn. And, and the way this game ended, look, forget about the Raiders and, and not being able to handle success for a second. Anthony Lynn after Badgley misses the field goal to give them the lead in the final four minutes, plays for a field goal again when they get the ball back with less than two minutes left to go. All right, the Mariota throws the pick that gives the ball back to the Chargers, and they play for a field goal. They have conservative play calling. They run Eckler a couple of times. By the time they throw a pass on third down, Justin Herbert gets sacked. And Badgley comes in and... Anthony Lynn calls a timeout again before the field goal, and then Badgley misses, and we wind up going to overtime. I mean, if there, there's clock management for Anthony Lynn, and I don't know what it is. It's like it's like something that some some coaches just can't figure out the best way to run a clock, and 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 the best thing to do when to call timeout, when not to call timeout, when to do something, when not to do something. But the fact that you have Justin Herbert, who is going up and down the field against this Raider defense. All right, Herbert had an incredible night. Right, he was three. 14 a couple of touchdowns and this Raider defense as you said is incredibly porous you have Justin Herbert clearly just keep going up and down the field man get closer if you have to kick a field goal you have to kick a field goal but there's a lot of time left you're you're settling for kicking a field goal when you're going to give the ball back to the Raiders who are going to have more than a minute on the clock I mean I, I don't get it man I mean Anthony Lynn has done some really good things with this Charger team and he's brought Herbert along to be, to be so good and they have they're so good offensively every year but come on man what kind of decisions are you making at the end of games I mean when you're playing for a field goal and I always tell you if you play for a field goal bad things happen and the worst thing happened for the Chargers tonight they missed again and it's not like Anthony Lynn learned a lesson no no we're still going to play for a field goal again and you know look the Chargers were able to win this game and I get it but still it's a it's a glass half empty season because they're five and nine when the Chargers clearly say we could be nine and five because we, we, we can't figure out the end of games, but this is one of those where the Chargers won, but it's another case where people say, Anthony Lynn, what are you doing? I mean, really, what, what, what are you doing? The, you, you should be riding your best players to a win. Your best player is not your field goal kicker. Your best player is your rookie quarterback that's having no problems going up and down the field against the Raiders. And still, no, we're going to stop. We're going to settle for not a gimme field goal. It's not like they were even settling for right. one. Hey, we're inside the 10. Sure. It's an extra point. No, no, we're going to settle for a 45 or 50-yard field goal. This is where this is one of those moments where even the most staunchest of supporters has to sit back and go, Okay, really, something's got to be done now. We 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 can't we can't live with this another season. I mean, look, Anthony Lynn, he he says the right things. He protects his players. He seems like a good guy, but I mean, what 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 are you doing, really? I mean, this is a results-oriented business, and when you make decisions like that, that are the same decisions you have year after year. I mean, what else can you what else can you say? I really, I mean, this is how you wind up losing your job in the National Football League. Well, but that, that's uh, as you break it down. You talk about the, the talent that you have, and you also have to be have one eye on the future, not just, a hey, Justin Herbert's going to be fine. Uh, as we, we talk about it, Jason, there's so many guys that they need to pay. It is a very long list. They've gotten a couple of them checked off. But a lot of your principal playmakers on both sides of the ball, you still got business to do. And so – when when you waste years together, right, and you know take my my beloved Chicago Bears, right, you're looking at a defense 
last year and certainly for stretches this year been among the game's best. You, you can't waste that time because we, we know how quickly things jump up to bite you. And even with what they've been able to put together with the Chargers this year, I mean, they're, they're doing it without Duro and James again and still getting solid play most weeks to where you're in contention. So uh, the devil's in the detail. Herman Edwards always talked about, right, being able to sweep the corners because anybody can get the middle of the room. Chargers have been missing a lot of corners over the course of the <laughs> the year, to put it in its basis terms. And, and special teams has been, I, I would argue, it's got to be the worst individual unit in all of the National Football League. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I can get much of an argument. I mean, we could probably pick out a couple of teams where things have been a disaster, Jets. But when we... <laughs> <laughs> when you look at it, just what that special teams has been uh, in coverage and certainly uh, at the place kicker. I mean, Badgley's been awful. And how he, you haven't gone and tried to find the free agent jackpot with him on the outside is just absolutely be, befuddling. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. I mean, really, uh, you talk about that hot seat list, and I expect to see the openings in New York, in Los Angeles, in Philadelphia. You're going to see Doug Peterson. You're going to see Anthony Lynn. You're going to see Adam Gase. And especially after tonight, it's like, what? how can you stand up and say, yeah, oh, no, no, I, I got it with Anthony Lynn. I mean, really, certain decisions. You can't just make it obvious, and that's really what he's done. He's made it obvious. Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, though, hey, did we and are we watching the greatest rookie season for a quarterback in NFL history? I say we are. I tell you why. Coming up next right here, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios oh. where we are on Charger 30, Raiders 27 overload. Go a Chargers. final in overtime. And in a couple minutes, we'll really break down the season Justin Herbert's having. It is an all-time one for the ages by a rookie quarterback. He's a weapon. But Part of the, you know, a big part of tonight with, with the Raiders losing and, and we talked about how their playoff chances are, are, are just about dust because, look, they're a big pretender contender. Uh, they nearly pulled off the win tonight with Marcus Mariota coming in in relief of Derek Carr, who suffered a groin injury early on in the first quarter. Mariota comes in. He throws for 226 and a touchdown, had a bad pick, but did lead the Raiders down and, and get back in overtime to go uh, to take the lead. But he goes for 226 and a touchdown. He also runs for 88 yards and a touchdown on nine carries, and the Raider offense looked better than when Derek Carr is is playing. And this is without Henry Ruggs. You know, it looked like it was much more, uh, this was much more of a machine of what it was supposed to look like. And the Chargers defense is not bad. I mean, it's not the Charger defense of years past, but this is still a decent defense. And no, they haven't had a chance to see Marcus Mariota, any tape on him in the past couple of years. But this is a guy with basically no reps, Mike, who comes in and plays extremely well. And not that he's going to take the job away from Derek Carr, uh, but clearly what Mariota did tonight, we did a couple of things. Yeah, on, a, on national television, he looked really impressive. He was in command of the offense, and it shows, number one, 
Maybe it is the system. Maybe he was just asked to do things that weren't his strength in Tennessee. He had problems going down the field. So maybe Tennessee needed to tailor their offense more around Mariota, not throwing the ball downfield. Because clearly, he didn't have to do that. He's in a short passing system right now with the Raiders. Derek Carr didn't like to go downfield at all. He likes to throw the ball four yards from the line of scrimmage, let his guys go downfield. Uh, using your tight end, uh, you know, Waller has become a star this year. He was able to get the ball up and down the field. He actually did complete a couple of long passes as well. You know, he threw a 35-yarder to Waller down the sideline, a 30-yarder to Aguilar, and he is in the right system. So that's the one thing that shows you, okay, so maybe Marcus Mariota is not a lost cause. Number one, that's great. Number two, showing that it is the right system, whether it's with the Raiders, if Derek Carr is out a little while, depending on how things go, he's going to get his chance, but he's going to get his chance to show the rest of the league, hey, I can still do it, and if you put me in the right system – Look how good I can be because the Raiders offense looked really good with him. And this is an era now in the National Football League where, look, if you're a third or fourth round pick and you get a chance to start and you don't do it, they're going to wash their hands of you. But if you're a first round pick and you have that high pedigree, the NFL now will say, "Okay, we will give you a second chance. And if you show you can do it, we'll give you a lot of money. Ryan Tannehill looked terrible for years with Miami, but he gets out of Miami, gets away from Adam Gase and he gets a big contract with the Tennessee Titans because he's in the great system for himself. Teddy Bridgewater had to come back and sign with the with the Saints, be ready when his number was called, when Breeze got hurt, played well enough to get a three-year, $60 million deal with the Carolina Panthers. Someone will do that for Mariota as long as he shows, hey, I can do this. So if he gets a couple more weeks to do this, whether it's with the Raiders or somebody else, hey, he's enough of a curiosity team will say, you know what? Come on, Marcus, come play, and we'll give you a decent contract. We like you as our starter because it's it, it's new. Maybe he has learned from his mistakes, and now if we take advantage of what he does well, hey, guess what? Hey, he's someone that that we can maybe build around as our franchise quarterback, give a lot of money to. Mariota did so much for his cause tonight with, with the game. He's put everything back on the table for himself and for his career. He is restart. He's young enough. He's restarted it now. Where okay, Mariota's back in the conversation potentially for being a starter at some point in the NFL. That's why you got to be ready when your number is called because that's what Marcus Mariota did tonight. Well, it certainly put a lot of good things on tape, both uh, in his willingness to take off and run, got up near 90 yards, right, 88, I think, officially for the game, uh, and for his career, about what one and a half plus touchdowns per interception, not overwhelming, an 89.6 career QB rating, which folks love to live and die by. I mention it anecdotally. Uh, the completion percentage is the one that I circle. Uh, is outside of 2018, when he completed nearly 69% of his pass attempts, but was just 11 touchdowns against eight picks, uh, for his career, he's just sitting at about 63%. So that's a number that might cause you some pause but today pushing the ball down the field you mentioned the the Waller throw and Aguilar who's resurrected his career uh this season when you you look at the potential for another couple games audition and that'll be the curiosity here with Derek Carr uh John Gruden in his post-game presser said he didn't believe there was a tear but well this is all preliminary we shall see we all saw how he uh hobbled very gingerly to the sideline as he was trying to run off the edge. So uh, the curiosity for uh, a little bit more of an audition, get some more game tape, take advantage of the schedule that lies ahead, and and, and perhaps, yeah, I mean, there's enough turnover. There's a 
certainly a handful of quarterbacks led by your guy, Trevor Lawrence, coming into via the draft. <laughs> but there's always teams looking for a reasonably priced backup. Maybe he stays in Oakland or Las Vegas. See what there I you go. Hey, come on, John Gruden. You got to make, sure you, right. hat, you gotta make sure you get it right. I got all sucked into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is crazy things. Well, and this is what, what evaluators do in the NFL is that Mariota washing out of Tennessee. What are they going to do? They're going to go back to their evaluation of him coming out of college, mm-hmm. right? That, that, that's the best part about it is that, listen, if you're bad enough, but you have that pedigree, listen, we'll throw it out. We'll go back to what you did well coming out. Okay, what did you do here? What did you not do in the NFL? What did you show you could do in college? What did they not have you do in the NFL that you did well in college? They'll go back to that evaluation and say, okay, now knowing what we know, having four or five years of, of Marcus Mariota, now we know this is what's going to put him in a great position to succeed in the National Football League. So that's the best part is evaluators go back to where you what you did in college. And I mean it, he really he has opened the door for himself. I mean if if this was a four o'clock game on a Sunday and it was Raiders Chargers, would it be enough? Eh, but the whole world got to see it. Evaluators got to see it. Every every NFL personnel guy in the world is watching Monday night football and Thursday night football and Sunday night football. Everybody's watching and, and when you get to see it for your own eyes and not okay I heard about it I watch it on tape it, it's different no, right or wrong when you do something on national television in, in, in the National Football League it, it gets amped up if you do something bad it looks really bad if you do something good it looks even better now right or wrong that's the way it is so it's kind of the perfect confluence of circumstances for Mariota but the number one thing and then and the number one thing the best part is he was ready when his number was called because there's a lot of backups who oh I haven't gotten the reps I'm rusty I don't trust sure. myself you know I I don't trust to throw the football here. Maybe I need to check down to this play. I'm not coming in with the confidence because I haven't had the reps. And Marcus Mariota came in saying, blank that. I'm ready. Let's go. I've been waiting for this chance for a while. And he really just, you know, blew the doors off with it. And, and, that, and that's a big thing for him. And that's the one thing that's getting lost in this is that when your number is called, you got to be ready with that. You got to, even if you don't think you can, you got to fake it till you make it. And we see so many quarterbacks where this happens to where it's, okay, we can't call this play. We can't call this play. We can't call this play. Marcus Mar- no, no, g- give me this, give me this. I didn't see a lot of paring down of the playbook. You know, I saw a lot of different things that Mariota tried to do, and I, I got to think that the same thing that's going on with the Raiders with Derek Carr, they're doing with Mariota. Same type of thing. It's a short passing game, but we're going to take advantage of what Mariota can do with his legs. And 88 yards on the ground? I mean, clearly the, the, the Raider offense looked fantastic tonight. Got to be ready when you get the call. We've seen this. how many other backups that just look lost we did it this past week with the surging Washington football team, and all of a sudden Dwayne Haskins gets out there, uh, and you have to try to s- succeed and proceed in spite of what the offense becomes in his hands. And it was clear uh, he wasn't ready for prime time, but that defense certainly was and carried them to a victory. But now we, we look for the rest of this season as to what Alex Smith can be. Can he get back from the calf strain? Uh, same thing here, Mariota. There, there was no hesitation. Got right to it um, and spurred them to that 10-7 lead. I think it, it just made everybody just sit up right quick, right? Because when Carr left the game, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Mariota's the backup. <laughs> right? Because, I mean, we've That's done that a couple there. of times. Sure. Hey, who's the backup for these guys? Well, yeah. uh, for the Giants, it's Colt McCoy. It can't be Colt McCoy. <laughs> Same thing with the Raiders. A lot of folks, I'm sure, forgot Mariota was the guy until he trotted out on the field. 
No, it's not. Come on. It's that. No, it's not Colt McCoy. He's, He's a not Raider? Still in the what? He? He's not yeah. still in the league. Exactly. No, and, and that's going to be interesting now because, look, Gruden has always been a head coach who, as much as he loves his quarterback, he always kind of loves what's behind door number two. Sure. Maybe this guy could be even better. All the love he's had for his quarterbacks, it's, yeah, this guy, but maybe this guy. So maybe this is a chance for Mariota that, hey, you know what? We're going to let Derek sit out. We're going to give another chance to Marcus. Look, now there's a lot of time off, and Carr could get back because you have the extra time off with being a Thursday night game. Sure. But I would not be surprised if suddenly it's, hey, we're going to roll with him for another game and see because clearly it's 7-7. Seven and seven. It's a big up uphill battle for the Raiders in the playoffs it's a it's a bit of a risk too much of a risk to take if you were right there for the playoffs and and hey you know we go to a quarterback and and Mariota throws up all over himself and boy what were we doing wrong we could have won this game with Derek Carr now at seven and seven this kind of opens the door a little bit to maybe see a little bit of Mariota and maybe he starts the next game or the next game after that for the Raiders different skill set man different skill set different offense it happens only one game of tape all of that and if Carr is truly stretched out and I got to say uh that did not look pretty the way he mm. pulled up going into the sideline uh and I think every every guy uh and, and every woman watching watching uh Derek Carr pull up just went oh yeah and so uh, wishing him the best but Marcus Mariota welcome back to center stage be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon. Hey, the show doesn't really start till Ty Shirt plays DMX. <laughs> Just to let you know. There's something to be said there. Uh, the Chargers beat the Raiders tonight, 30 to 27. And we'll get to Anthony Lynn coming up next hour on the show. I know. Anthony and Lynn, I know, I know, I know. But Justin Herbert tonight, 314 yards through the air, two touchdowns. All right. Now I, I admit again. I was so wrong about him. I, I thought, this, how is this guy going to come to the NFL the way he played some of his games senior year at Oregon? How is he going to do it? How is he gonna? And he has come and he has been fantastic, right? I've told you. There is no panic in him. No, he can see downfield and he throws accurately downfield. More importantly, he has incredible weapons around him. He is in a position to succeed. He is fantastic. All right, he's far and away going to be the offensive rookie of the year. But now you want to break down just what kind of rookie season he's having a quarterback. I'll tell you what, when it's done, he's going to wind up with the best season ever by a rookie quarterback in the NFL. All right, let's look back at some of the great rookie years and the gold standard of the rookie year that 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 we look at right now. Because all of this is within the past 15, 20 years because it's the era of the quarterback where guys come in from college and they throw the football right away. All right, now you have Ben Roethlisberger, who in 2004, as a rookie comes in, Steelers get to the AFC title game, didn't really have that great a year. 17 touchdowns, 11 picks. You know, he threw for 2,500 yards. Yes, he got them there, and he has shown since he's been a great quarterback, but not a great rookie year. Right? Undefeated. Not, not a, he was good, but clearly you have a team around you that is built to win because you go on and to the AFC title game. But clearly, Roethlisberger, he was just good enough as a rookie. He had other years where he carried the team, but he was just good enough as a rookie. I, I think you were mad at him because as a rookie, he was already talking about retirement. No, <laughs> Hey, you know, this might be it. This, this could be it for me. I mean, well, I, if I, I, can't, I don't know. If I can't I play know. well, I just. Uh, and the Jets should have beat him in that playoff game, too. We yeah, really should have. 
Doug, Doug Bryan misses two field goals in the final two. Okay, never mind. Uh, then you look at the, the, the more modern players, right? Russell Wilson had a great rookie season. He was 26-10, and 10, threw for 3,100 yards. Dak Prescott was 23-4. and four. He threw for 3,600 yards. These are all in the era of the passers in the NFL, right? Baker Mayfield, a couple of years ago, was 27-14, and 14, sure. threw for 3,700 yards. A lot of his damage was done in two games against the Bengals because without that, I think he was six touchdowns and 45 interceptions. Um, but the big gold standard clearly is Cam Newton. In 2011, 21 touchdowns and 14 picks. Okay, so that's all right. But still remember, he also ran for 14 touchdowns and ran for 700 yards. I mean, he was he broke the mold as a rookie quarterback with Carolina. Threw for 4,000 yards on the season. This was the gold standard, right? So there's Cam Newton. He accounts for 35 touchdowns, 14 picks, and he throws for 4,000 yards, right? But now you take a look at Justin Herbert and where he's going to go. All right. I realize these are numbers I'm throwing at you, but you know, you got to understand the numbers to, to get this kind of season. Justin Herbert is going to finish is projected right now. He's going to, and I'm being, I would say I'm being a little bit more conservative with, with his finishing numbers for the last three games, but he's going to finish with 33 touchdowns, 12 picks, it's going to throw for 4,700 yards, and more importantly, it's going to have a quarterback rating of around 100, all right, which is a really big deal, rookie quarterback, to have that quarterback rating of 100 because Cam Newton, his rookie year, his quarterback rating was 84, all right, and that right now is a below standard rating for an NFL quarterback. All right, this is the season Justin Herbert's having. He's going to have the touchdowns. He's going to have the yardage. He's going to have the rating. He's going to have everything. And we're going to go back, and it's going to be who had the best rookie quarterback and say, okay, well, we have all these good players, and boy, Cam really burst on the scene. And look, Cam became a super-duper star. But this is about what you did on the field, and Justin Herbert's going to wind up doing more when it's all said and done than Cam Newton. RG3, baby. Look at you 60, going back to 2012 in RG3. How about that? Let's just push it back another couple of years. 15 starts, 66% completion rate, 3,200 yards, another 800-plus on the ground, total of 27 touchdowns against five picks. Let's go! Yeah, yeah but Herbert's going to have 10 more. <laughs> and he's going to throw for 1,500 more yards than, than – than, uh, He's got Keenan Allen who catches did. everything. He's, he's he's in a position to succeed. I can't take away from him because he's going to succeed. Oh, I, I can't say, well, he's, he's, isn't good, that the way sports talk radio works? <laughs> what are you doing? You just totally upset the entire industry. What are you doing? Subversive. Uh, <laughs> I look, RG3, when he came into the league, he was really good. All right, I'm, I'm, you know, he came in and it was, boy, he's going to be the guy to take over the league and who's going to be better, him or Andrew Luck. But the guy proved that he couldn't stay healthy. And then not only that, but if you, you can't be a quarterback and not be a leader, you know, people aren't going to follow you. And that's really you know, kind of what happened to RG3 was that, hey, guess what? Uh, certain things you really need to do to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And then when the combination of that and not being healthy was able to go through, uh, this is why RG3 is kind of holding on to his career right now. Yeah, I got a pretty cool piece of memorabilia from that 2012 class. They did a random insert in a Topps 
product where if you pulled this, you got a football that was signed at the rookie premiere by a bunch of guys, and then one in ten chance that they'd actually make a card of you that then got inserted into a product. Uh, mm-hmm. There was no Mike Harmon card. But oh. football's interesting because I think the only guy that's still in the league uh, is Ryan Tannehill. Mm. You, might, you might be right about that, buddy. <laughs> of all the guys that signed that ball, I think they're all done. Luck, oh, man. RG3, go on down the line. Yeah, and hey, and RG3 was thrown to like Santana Moss and Pierre yeah. Garçon. He had some guys in 2012. Pierre Garçon. <laughs> uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. We'll have more on this game, but straight ahead, how about an MVP conversation, the likes of which you have not heard anywhere so far this football season? Fox. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 